Previously on Night's Quest. Didn't we say the keeper of the gate was a woman? I am not the permanent keeper oh, of the gate. Oh, never mind, never mind. I am working in her stead as she is away. I know that she isn't your sister, but this whole trip was to get Bethilda back. You can call me Abil. We need someone like yourself. Who has talent with money. And with magic projects to be our account. Do you know what the heck those are? Those are the mounts used to travel through the desert for hunting. And based on the emblem that you can see on the top, that is the keeper of the gate. Quest. Since our last recording, um, the three of us have brainstormed what the fuck these creatures are called. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so we're just going to... Well, well, I'll remind you where we are right now. Can we please include, like, every time in that recording that we just said a name? Can we just have those in, like, speed fire order one after the other as the blooper for the episode? Just, like, <laughs> name, 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 oh, name, I like name, that. name, yeah, yeah. yeah. make them sound yeah. way more interesting than they actually <laughs> were. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll try to put that in the end. Um, so to remind us, our, our heroes are in the desert with their, their new friend, Abil. Abil. Um, the shadowless accountant, um, from this, from the village of A. <laughs> Dope-ass business cards. Yeah. And they have just encountered, uh, four creatures. I'll describe them for you again. They are like giant camel humps riding through the sand that are attached to, uh, a serpent body. I totally thought they were going to be sharks. No, I thought Ooh. they were going to be sand sharks, but this is way better. Sand and the, the hand, the heads look like uh, large snakes with with fur and beards and large whiskers. And on top of these humps are we Google it? It's called a like a palanquin. It's basically like just a covered throne that like kings and queens are would be usually carried on with poles, but get rid of the poles and it's on top of this creature. <laughs> the characters now realize that on all four of these are the symbol of the gate, um, which. It's basically just, there's a outline of the arch with four six-pointed stars, two on each side. And hmm. um, that's kind of, you, you recognize it from the gate. Okay. Retcon, right. it's in here now. Um, <laughs> so you see that on the fabric that, that is... Oh, apparently Howda is the name of the thing. Howda? Howda. It's called a Howda? It's an Urdu word. It's like an Arabic or an Urdu word called a howda. It's a seat for riding in the back of an elephant or camel, typically with a canopy and accommodating two or more people. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Okay. That's exactly what we need, though. So they're call- it's a howda. Yeah, but we can't uh, call it that. Well, it's a howda. I mean, we could, yeah. It's a, I mean, we're not going to talk about a lot. We're just, I'm trying we're to describe the scene, damn it, Jake. So, I'm sorry. I just, that's, wow. All right, they're officially, all right, everyone, they're called howdas. Now wow. you learned. Now you learned a thing. That those things that are on top of elephants are called howdas. And it's on the top of this creature, which we officially gave the name of Sand Drake. Yes. 
So that's what they're called. We're very proud of it. Don't make fun of us. Shut up. <laughs> Took a lot of work, and Please you'll hear that later me. in the episode. Yep. Um, Sandrakes. And we also discovered that when they are younger, they have che- uh, cheetah print for their fur. <laughs> they have spotted tan fur. <laughs> so we have now named the glove, the glove of the Sandrake. Ooh, oh, okay, okay. It strikes like a viper. Yeah. I like that. Um, but the grown-up ones are just more of like a, a soft brown. There's like a couple like speckles just to like help them camouflage with the sand, but it's pretty so much So are they furry or scaled? They're furry. Okay. They're furry, yep. Yeah. So yeah, you, you see the four of them and as they get closer to your group, the howda on top of the hump gets lowered down so that way the people within can easily just step out of the howda onto the onto the sand. Um, as they all step out, they're all wearing um, uh, fine leather armor that's also very elaborate and ornate with, again, the, the symbol of the gate on them. And they seem very handmade and well-fitted for each individual mm. as, as they emerge. And there's about two or three in each of these uh, Sandrakes uh, riding on top. So there's now about a total of, of 12 of them. I think I think Jonathan, while he's still bowed, like, like talks between his legs behind him at Abil. And he's just like, hey. Uh, it's the first day on the job. Say hello in uh, Terebian. Say hello to him. <laughs> uh, yes. And I think uh, uh, Grog is definitely going to follow suit, and he, he will kneel a little bit, and Leroy does as well. Does does Rainer kneel? Oh, definitely. Eloise is terrible. Eloise is scared stiff. She's just staring down this giant serpent head, and like still in her fighting pose. She's she's like not looking at the group of people at all. She's just staring at this serpent. Uh, I think Abil again. He says something in Terevian. I would uh, love it if Grog would like walk over to Eloise and like put a hand on her shoulder and like push her down, but she doesn't bend. She just sinks into the sand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes, he does that. He's like, all right. Well, at least you're keeping your stance. Uh, <laughs> you did. You're doing good. First lesson. <laughs> Uh, at first, when you, you see all 12 of the figures, it's hard to tell them apart because the, they're all wearing similar armor and uh, they're wearing the colors red and yellow. Red, primarily red with like gold or yellowish mm. colors. It looks good. It doesn't. At look least like they're not Winnie, wearing turquoise. It doesn't, it doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh or something. It looks cool. <laughs> I was going to say, can you stop Neither. rating like the ideas for my guards in my book I'm trying to write? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about Winnie the Pooh until you said it. Well, I beat everyone to the punch. It's gold. It's it. not yellow. Damn it. They definitely they're wearing look- red and yellow leather, all right? It's definitely. That's where they're... Oh, shit! <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's you, too late. It's happened. It's real. I can't believe you've done this. Listen to episode one, everyone. Season one. Oh, oh boy. No. I can't believe you've done this. They're wearing red and yellow leather. It definitely doesn't look like oh. McDonald's colors. <laughs> yeah, it's not that type of red. There's an M above the canopy. <laughs> it looks good, damn it. Um, so Abil is is uh, still kneeling and, he, and he's talking. Uh, you can just tell by his tone that he's trying to be respectful, but there's still a little bit of uh, uh, stammering. At least you think it's stammering. You're, 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 you're picking up your Terevian yeah. mm-hmm. slowly. One of them steps forward and seems... To be talking again, very official, very formal. Abil says and turns to you on. They want to know what language you all speak. This one, and he straightens up yeah. and he like he like flings his hat. He's still holding it, but he like yeah. flourishes his hat to the side with open arms. So this is our language. <laughs> and the one who is speaking nods and and whispers to someone standing next to her. The person who is in the middle, she steps forward, and she says. Who are all of you? Well, uh, my name is Jonathan Bismarck. I'm Gorg. Uh, Leroy, Leroy Baker, miss, <laughs> madam. 
I'm Eloise. <laughs> I'm Eloise. And I'm tough. <laughs> and I, I'm not, not crying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh my uh, God, she's yes, and this so is hard. and this is uh, a This is a beal. He is. I a... have said name name. Uh, yep. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's that's who we are. Uh, we've got one. My name's Rainer. Why do you sound confused? Yeah, this because is the easy no, no, I'm not confused about that. It's just, are you the keeper of the gate? I am. Is this the translator talking oh or the boy. person? This is the person who who stepped forward. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So we got a Padme situation going on here. <laughs> I am the keeper of the gate. Hey, we just left there. I can tell. Like days ago. But yeah, we just, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, our friend Abiel <laughs> here made a deal with uh, Niner Niner. I am well aware of how Niner Niner makes his deals and transactions. Um, yes. Anyway, you'll be happy to know. Uh, we quelled a rebellion. Um, the gate is fine. Uh, St. Cyr's doing great, as far as I'm aware, since we left. <coughs> oh, it's hot out here, really dusty. Um, you don't happen to have water, do you? I think she chuckles a little bit, just at the stammering report, and she goes, I am aware of how the gate is doing. Wait, what? How? <laughs> I, I have communications, though they are not day-to-day as much as I would like them to be. I, of course, am aware of how my city is running. Sansir sent me information about the rebellion after the fact, but I am aware that it is still standing. With all due respect, it happened very quickly. I would have been surprised if he could have gotten a message to you before it was over. I am unaware of of who you all are. I mean, you have said your names, but how did you have... um, What do you mean you stopped the rebellion? Were were you a part of this? What? what, uh, Oh, no, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. Yes, um well so there were the the Omaris and they the Omaris guard. Uh yes. Your Majesty the Keeperness. I don't know how to address you nicely. I'm trying my best. I think Rainer steps forward and he says, "The Omaris captured me and in a desperate attempt to save my own life, I started telling them some things that I thought would Help me get out of the situation, and I inadvertently caused even more danger to the city. And once I realized what I had done, I found Sansir and I concocted a plan to try my best to defend the city. And even though my own plans failed, the bravery of others saved the gate. Oh yeah, we had help. We had a lot of help. Stop. You came up with the plan? I came up with a plan. It uh, didn't really work. But I'm getting better. Uh, some of my plans are getting a little bit better each time I try a failed plan. In my communications, Sansir informed me that he was working with a hero to stop these uh, uprisings. Do you know who this person was? I'm sorry, a Star Wars quote just popped into my head. <laughs> of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Good old Ben Ken. <laughs> yeah, um, how does she look when she says that? Does she look angry? Does she look like the person she's referring probably, to is someone she hates? Probably pretty implacable. Honestly, um, well, you know what? Roll awareness Thank you. on this one. 19. Ooh. 19. Um, okay. With a 19, you can tell that she has very good control over her facial expressions. 
Um, no, I'll give you. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be nice. I'll yeah. be nice. Um, so you can tell that she is not whatever her emotion is that she's feeling. She's not letting it slip. But you are not getting any hostile intents. Okay. From her, she just seems to be trying to get the information. Yeah, I don't um, think before making an assessment. Yeah, I don't think there's any practical reason to try to lie or keep anything from this person. So Rainer says, um, "That's." That's me. I'm the hero. And it probably sounds just as ridiculous as, like, when he says that, like, that, me, I'm, it's me. I see. And, uh, you left the gate. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's things we need to do. There's things we need to, there's other, there's I other... understand. We all have things that we must get done. That is, I suppose, uh, an understatement. Everyone has their own goals and their own objectives. Tell me what is yours. I need to save my friend. And as you can see, I made a deal with Niner Niner, and based on what he told me, if I'm able to find the oasis at the center of the Catan Desert, I'll be closer to doing that. Well, you are not heading in the wrong direction. Jonathan's like, yes. Great. (laughs) Excellent. You are, uh, then, um, uh, friends of, of mine. As if you are as influential as you say in, in protecting my city in, in my absence. Please, uh, let us set up camp together. And I will oh. uh, I will treat you all to uh, a feast of, of a, a quality of a heroes. Okay, this is great. This is, this is the Question. best possible outcome. Oh, will fuck. there be bread? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's kind of like... She's thrown back at like the. That's like inter- the first the interruption she's made. <laughs> yeah, she, she's kind of like, past it. like almost like offended. Like someone just like interrupt her, and she's like, "Of course, there will be bread." Ooh, <laughs> how dare you suggest there might not be bread? And I think I think Jonathan like turns around to like the rest of the party. Just like he's he keeps he keeps his arms out to the side, but he just kind of like spins on his feet, like mm-hmm. like he's got his eyebrows up, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't. Yeah, I mean, is this even a question? Like, why would we not? Right? I mean, I think so. Yeah. We thank you for your hospitality. We greatly accept your offer. She snaps her finger, and not all of them, but uh, most of her entourage begin to start unloading from the howdahs. Good word. Entourage. Yeah. Mm, got good words today. Uh, and just begin setting up. It's not a lot, but they just set up one main tent that's large enough for them all to fit in quite spaciously. Uh, that is also gold and red, crimson and gold. I think. Well, no, I don't want because that's not. It's like that's like Gryffindor. We don't want that. <laughs> a little too Gryffindor. <laughs> have it's... you have you seen like Bedouin like campsites? Mm-mm. They're pretty much exactly how you describe them, which is pretty dope. Um, oh, but like yeah. literally, it's just like either one big tent or a few tents that connect together. Yeah, I have very very limited knowledge of like desert like practical. Mm-hmm. Is that everything should be white, right? Because that de- deflects the most heat. Isn't that correct? Yeah, or... well, it shouldn't be dark anyway, but it, it doesn't have to dark. be white. Okay, okay. Because, okay. like, usually they'll set up camp in, like, next to, or, like, if they can find a big enough, like, stone or rock that has, mm-hmm. like, an opening in one side, they'll put they'll mm-hmm. set their tents up into that. So they could, like, Well, here's, here's what happens. Tents, you ready like... for this shit? Yeah. I'm so Here ready. Shit. So while some of them are setting up the tent, a couple other of them, you can tell, have some type of sand magic, and they are swirling the ground beneath the tent so it condenses into a firm sandstone that they can put the the tent upon. What? Yes. What? Yes. And, uh... And (laughs) please (laughs) assess. 
<laughs> uh, this whole process does not take long. They're, they're skilled and, and trained in, in setting up this They'll campsite. probably do this a few times. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> Have you and guys noticed that the more we reference, like, cool magic stuff happen, the more our reactions become, like, weirdly sexual? <laughs> Like, so he takes the sand and really start. It starts. It starts to congeal into a magical force. We're yes. just like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> Y'all, that's that good shit. Our time in the get. Our time in the arch was was rough. That's all I gotta say. It, it just broke us emotionally. Uh, I was in, I was into it. The keeper. Uh, she. Um, you, you are now able to see that she definitely has a very simple crown on top of her head. Ooh. It's, again, because you didn't notice that at first, it's just got uh, three uh, rubies inset of a thin gold wire that just kind of wraps around it. You know, very practical, really good. More of a diadem, if yeah, you yeah, yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Man, we're getting, we're getting those good words. Oh, yeah. Get your vocab That's out, some folks. college words right Boom. there. <laughs> I went to college. Yeah. We all, we, did. <laughs> we all went to college together. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> you've noticed that she's had just... I mean, the most regal posture, I think, out of out of anyone in, that you've met, even more than Sancir does. Uh, and she turns to the rest of you and says, Are you all on the same journey together? Uh, yeah. 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 We're, we're, yeah. we're one big group. Yeah, I mean, we're all, yes, we're all going the same way. Yes. We're trying to find Sim. Yes, that's that's what me and, me and this boy right here are trying to do. Interesting. And now this boy. Hey. <laughs> Interesting. And okay. Elo- I think Eloise, like, still kind of side-eyeing the, the sand drakes, kind of, like, walks up next to Rainer and goes, I mean, our destination is roughly the same, but I think our goals are a little different. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. And what goal do you have? Well. I mean, surely you are the leader of this group. I think she, like, snaps her face away from the, the sand drakes and kind of, like, looks around at everybody, like, wide-eyed and goes, Could say that. <laughs> I am on a royal decree from the King of Glenwood mm. to purge this land of a dark wizard. Ah, then we have very similar quests, then. I, too, am here by royal decree to purge this desert of... Dark magic. What? Oh, me and my entourage are here to hunt out the Azamites and to purge the desert of them. I'm sorry. But... I can tell by your reaction you are unfamiliar with this. Are, I think, are we? I think, I think... That's not the same word we heard in the... the... No, it's not the Abu Alab. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, okay. I think, I think... Yes. I think Jonathan, like, turns to... Well, to... you guys definitely haven't, because it was Katrina who was told about Right. It. Jonathan, like, turns quick to Abiel and just kind of makes, like, a, eh, anything? Uh, Abiel just kind of, like, gestures to, like, the Keeper to, like, let her explain. Are you familiar with the, uh, evil spirit Abu Alab, the great scorpion father? Absolutely not. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember you, you if did, we are You did not. learn about it a little. You heard it okay. from Niner Niner. He, he mentioned okay. it. Okay. Yep. But there was a lot you were learning that day. Yes. Uh, okay. Abu Alab is the enemy of all Trevians. The scourge of the desert, and the source of all of our problems. <laughs> uh, oh, Abu Alab had uh, many, many, many years ago turned a whole tribe of the ancient Usra against them, and uh, over years of uh, foul magic and, and twisted form, they they 
uh, devolved into basically scorpion people. And these uh, Azamites, they're descendants of Azam, so that's where the name comes from. I'm Uh, sorry, Azam? Azam, yes. It was the the person that was the genitor of this this tribe. Oh, God. This is messing with my head. Do I need to slow down for you, hero? (laughs) (laughs) She turns to Eloise and says, shall I proceed? And Eloise just kind of like sits up a little straighter and like nods her head a little bit to the side. The Azamites, in many generations past, ruled the whole eastern half of the Gatan Desert. It wasn't until this current dynasty took hold of Thariv that they put forth to cleanse the desert of them, thus rescuing the gate from their control, and, and that was a while back, grant you. But it has still been our prerogative to completely wipe them out from the desert so that there is no chance that they could come back and ever threaten us or our great kingdom ever again. And so the... A great Empress, she has tasked me, one of her greatest allies in this, into uh, hunting out the Azamites, and so that is what we have been doing for, uh, oh, it's been, it's been quite a long time now, but we have made great progress, and, uh, I was we gonna are, say, you gotta be getting close. We have eradicated many of these Azamites, oh. and, uh, we are on the trail now of hunting down a few more. Well then. And well. so what dark magic are you after? Uh, and I think, I think like, Eloise pipes up, Well, the source of the dark magic that we are searching for comes from Mirjik. Hmm. I have heard tales of this mysterious form of magic. It's not great. No, not great at all, in fact. Now, may I ask, are you simply passing through our desert to find this Mirjik, or is it within the Gatan Desert? Should this be of a concern so- of mine and, and the Empress... Well, yes. the The Lord of Shadows told me that there's this, uh, there's this dungeon. There's this ancient, abandoned. I don't know exactly where in the desert he is, but we're hoping we'll be able to find more once we convene with Sim. This makes sense. There are many abandoned dungeons and places throughout the Gatan Desert. The Usra were a great empire and built many structures and. You will probably encounter more on your way to said dungeon, but I, I wish you well in your in your hunt. And if you do need assistance, I can make sure that I, I can find help for you, because we do not want, as soon as we rid this desert of the Azamites, for some new form of magic to come in and uh, cause a mess. So, hmm. you are welcome guests of ours tonight. Thank you. Uh, may I uh, offer you a, a bath, Eloise? I think Eloise slowly stands and extends her hand and goes, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And and she brings her uh, inside the tent. Um, And everyone else is still out there. And there's uh, two... I mean, you're pretty sure their bodyguards walk with the keeper as as they go inside. And the rest continue to set things up inside and outside the tent. What does everyone do? I think Jonathan, like, turns to to Grog and Abiel and is like, Okay, so I'm just saying, these guys have money, right? And they've got a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yep. That could be made better. Oh my god. No, I'm noticing an issue. Oh, now, no. while blue is our collective favorite color. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very favorite. Big it favorite. Lo- big, big favorite. <laughs> it looks like blue, at the current moment, is not like their color, you know? You got a point. You got a point. Uh, maybe... Maybe we could not not so much like change 
maybe not so much change your favorite color. Maybe just add some little splashes of blue in there. Uh, like uh, get some accessories. Like, yep. like add some, add some pop. A little, a little pop. <laughs> a little pop. A little pop. You got it. You getting it? You getting it? You getting it? You getting it? All right. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, Jonathan, you come up with the presentation. Okay. All right. Uh, Bill, you crunch the numbers of how much we should charge. I have, I, we have lots more to cover. Right. <laughs> um, and I will hold the better. It's perfect. And I'll, I'll do, I'll do the any practice. He like without holding it. He has the the glove on. He goes. Whoosh. I'll do the, I'll do the pop myself. Oh, good, 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 good. Do good, we good. have better with us at the moment? He's, I always have better with like a got stock the vial. of. No, he's got the vial. Okay, he got the vial. Oh, okay. True yeah. blue. Sorry. Right, right. Thank you. There's a difference. <laughs> I have the true blue. Yeah. All right. Great. Break. I uh I I kind of need Rainer to talk to a Beal actually. Okay. Like a Beal, a the break a Beal just like stands there. He's like, yeah, Jonathan and Grog walk in opposite directions. I don't know <laughs> what we have been charging. <laughs> what cost? It's because we haven't sold anything. Yet. What is? We have definitely sold things. Oh yeah. What is cost anyway? Uh, no, we just told people to put money in an envelope and mail it to us. Yeah. This, oh, you do help need. <laughs> you need an accountant. <laughs> you desperately need an accountant. Rainer, go for it. Yeah, um, he's, he's going to ask a Beal as long as we have some time. So, I I know from when we met you, I already, we, we already saw that we have both made a deal with, um... Yes. The things that you wished for, they they came true in a way, but, but in a way you were betrayed, is that right? Uh... I had asked for abilities, and I got them. The result of these abilities, I wanted to gain affluence and a position in my city. That was not part of wish. I I wished for these abilities. And so, there were other outcomes I had not foreseen, in that everyone would know how I got them, because I didn't have them when I left. (laughs) <laughs> and when I came back, I had no shadow, and I, see. I could uh, account. Uh, it's an interesting thought that, like, the wish for a power without purpose, or an ability without, like, a hammer without a nail, you know? Hmm. Like, that's what was the problem, was that he was, a, like, a super effective hammer in a desert, you know? Like, that's a really interesting concept, that, like, his wish came true, but because it didn't have a purpose it was just just that just what it was the question that's really bugging rainer right now is like if this person losing his shadow caused the whole city to cast him out and even the same with his own family why didn't anything like that happen even a little bit with rainer and jonathan people in the game mostly didn't care you know but like it wouldn't make sense to ask him that i mean that's where neener neener lives so people are like they know about it like it's not a, it's not as weird of a thing because they're all they're oh. all Gucci with the shadow gate. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm. Did he leave the gate, go back to his hometown, and that's when people? I am from the village. A. Of a. a. Yep. I went to the gate. Yep. To get this wish. Uh huh. And came back to a. Oh. Seeking a position oh, okay. to work for the keeper of his city. Of, okay. of a. The keeper is like a title for a given city. Okay, that actually, that actually takes care of one of the things I was worried about. I, 
I thought we were introducing the possibility that, like, Neener Neener's wishes were all going to backfire on all of us in horrible well, ways. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah. But it also seems less likely that it's true. What is your wish? I wished for the knowledge to save one of my friends. This, how how this... did that work out? Well, we're we're still in the middle of it. Oh. We're, uh... Is story still going? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. How did you know about that? The the word story? Well, no, he he put it he put it into religious terms and that, that caught me off guard. Well, I didn't know that was religious. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, you it's... Nathan didn't or Abiel didn't? Abiel. Okay. That that's back home that's just a it's a big thing for my my culture, I guess. Let me clarify. Were you Nathan saying that and then realized after saying it that it was religious? Or were you saying it intentionally to make it a point that Abiel was not a writerist? <laughs> don't, don't pull back the curtains. All right. All right. <laughs> curtains are unpulled. You don't need to look. You don't need to look behind the magic. Maybe I say something and realize it's doper than I, I realize, right? <laughs> Fuck you. One of the um, entourage members, she comes out and, and, and gestures for you all to, to enter. And she says, enter, to enter into Revian. What? The, the tent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We do that. Yeah. All right, you enter in the t- into the tent, um, and again, it feels good to walk on solid ground yeah. again and be in a space that isn't dusty. I think Jonathan kicks off his shoes right at the entrance to the tent. Uh, I think when you get the... The entourage stops, looks at your feet, <laughs> looks up at you, gives you a command into Revian, and Abiel says, uh... Well, you should, uh, shoes, um... Would there happen to be a list of rules? We're, we're really good when we have lists of three or more rules Jonathan, to go off Jonathan, of. like, gingerly puts his boots back on. Oh, man. Is, is a sign of disrespect to cast the dirt from outside into someone's home. Oh! He, oh. He's, like, sitting down, and he, like, spins his feet around so they're outside the tent and kicks his boots off there, and then comes back in. And then he like his his arms are out. He's like, eh? next up, summon <laughs> a Zajax. Get better shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave them on and until uh, a place to clean feet is provided. Okay, put them back on again. <laughs> uh, you enter inside, and it's not like, ooh, this is bougie as hell inside here. But it's definitely nice, you know. Yeah. They provided, you know, good seating arrangements. Yeah, there's probably, like, carpets and, like, yeah, yeah. cushions and probably, like, things, like, there's, strung between the There's the some poles. fine, um, there's some incense being burned, so Ooh. it's got a fine fragrance okay. in it. Um, you can see that they quickly made some glass containers and stuff out of the sand, and so that's decorating the, this place. But in the center Just of, for fucking decoration? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> They're bougie. Yeah, that's bougie. It's a little bougie. It's, you know what? It's a little bougie. Um, Redcon, it's bougie. <laughs> there's a most of the furniture is made out of glass, so that way, it's, when they don't have to carry it around, they can just remake it sure, oh, when they okay, get somewhere. Okay. Um, and so there is a, a large glass table uh, in the center of the tent. The food isn't out yet; you know they'll bring it out. But there are some seats. You've noticed that what they did to create the chairs is they had a cushion, and then they they created a, the chair around the cushion so it's like a little stool so it's stool. a fancy ass lazy boy <laughs> yeah they're little stools they're little okay. st- so there's no backs on yeah, it yeah. Um, so they just kind of like are they big enough to like sit cross-legged in or are we just like like chair yeah. style you can sit cross-legged in yes. that sounds cool <laughs> let's do that and uh, you see the keeper she's seated at the head of the table with uh, Eloise by her side um, and she is 
beaming. <laughs> She's probably wearing like some sort of like temporary garb. While her clothes are getting cleaned or some shit, mm-hmm. yeah, and she has her hair. Yeah, she's wearing she's wearing red and yellow. Yes, um, nice. it's not leather armor, nice. but it's yeah, yeah, more, um, more she's, comfortable clothing. She's got her hair like done up in a way that she hasn't done before. Like it obviously wasn't done by her, and she's oh, she's just so fucking happy. <laughs> oh, this gun, this is nice. This is really nice. I'll be alright. That don't we need to buy stuff like this? I mean, need, um, income first. No, 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 no. You buy the nice stuff, the income comes later. And I think Jonathan goes like, no, hold on a I second. I mean, he is, he is your accountant. I feel like you should listen to him, maybe. <laughs> I feel like I remember something about the family business that said that that was the backwards way to do it. <laughs> the Bismarck family business? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I mean, we hired this guy for a reason. I mean, we should listen to him. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. He hasn't, he hasn't steered us wrong yet. <laughs> uh, so you all take... <laughs> uh, so you all are um, given a seat, and you are given a place to uh, remove your feet. Or not remove your feet. Whoa! <laughs> remove your shoes, and there is a magic foot washing station, um, so no one has to do it for you. Cool. So your feet get washed, and you're able to have a seat, and you enjoy... I'm going to kind of skip through the meal a little bit. We're going to have some conversations, but there, there are a couple courses of, of food. Obviously, there's bread. As, as Leroy was promising, yep. some yes. bread. There is fresh produce of, of differing types. Um, no moon pears. We've established those aren't to eat in. But just, yes, there are different fruits and, and herbs and plants that you don't recognize. Maybe dried. Yep. And there's some... Okay. Well, some of them are, are fresh. Some of them are dried. But there's yeah. a couple actually fresh ones. And you're like, dang, how did they get this? Yeah, how did, exactly. <laughs> um, where did these come from? And then they've got some... Obviously, there's a, a meat course presented to you. And it's just all very good, and it's nice to have fresh food. I don't know what you've been eating these past few weeks. <laughs> not but it that. hasn't been great. Not that. Maybe like jerky or hardtack or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I think Jonathan like sinks his teeth into whatever like meat this is, and he like slowly sits up and he goes, "What is this? <laughs> this is amazing. What is this? It's called beef." <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you got him. Must have put something special in it, but it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. Oh no! I'm sorry. The one you're eating—that's fumble. Oh shit! I think Jonathan looks for a second, just a second, and he goes, "Eh," and just keeps eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you had different plate. <laughs> that one over there is the beef. I think, like, are there, trouble. Trouble hears that and goes, "It's like, what? <laughs> oh no." PB, gonna... PB pushes the plate away from Trouble <laughs> yeah. to eat. Rainer's gonna grabs more pastries and gives them to Trouble. Yeah. Like, he's just like bruh. hooking them with like his little Aww. talons. Yeah, and he's like, bruh, we j- the two of us are eating pastries we tonight. We good. <laughs> we eating pastries tonight. Um, if Rainer hears that, he avoids the fumble meat. If Rainer doesn't hear that, I don't know. I'm Roll awareness. Saying. Oh, okay. shit. This is the worst way for this to happen. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. That's a uh, eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, you overheard that. All right, I think oh, you, you, you stopped yourself right before <laughs> oh, you no. eat it, and you're like, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna just have a salad. I it's think all good. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan, like points over. He's like, you can eat that. <laughs> I assure you, I am not. And then I think he like reaches for it with his fork, and then he looks up to like some of the entourage and goes like, "Can I? Eat? Is this? Yeah, what? Well, eat it. Okay, okay. I think Gore goes. So this is beef. Never had that. This is good. <laughs> Like this. You know, back where I come from, we, we call usually, that a Big Mac. We usually um we eat we eat a lot of banus um and duras. What? 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, each, each of the gods, there's a beast associated with them. Yes. And so you, you hunt the, the Vedas and the Duchas. The one you don't eat, though, you don't hunt Canis Pentis, mainly because there's, like, one of them. Yeah, that makes so, sense. But a Canis, if you can catch a Canis, then you're, like, you're, like, run the tribe. Like, that's pretty much... Oh, wow. wow. It's pretty tough, you know? Cool. But it tastes great. It tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. Ate it one time at a wedding. Beautiful. Beautiful ceremony. Great night. Great night. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh do Lord. you guys have anything that you want to ask the, the keeper about, or any anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, Rainer is fascinated by all of the magic stuff they have going on, and he's trying to keep in mind what he's learned about how magic actually works. Mm-hmm. So what he's going to ask is like, where does the anima come from? You guys are just trekking mm. around the desert, and like, if I'm if I'm following my lessons here, there has to be a source, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be... I'm just, uh, I'm just intrigued. Jonathan's like, oh, crap, yeah. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> this is uh, a great question, and... Uh, oh, man. It is, it is asking truly the heart of what is the Gatan Desert. So you, you seem... Uh, you are aware of, of anima and how it, how it works. Have you heard of the, the heart of anima and... Oh, yes, yeah. Brilliant? Yes, that is oh, where it is now. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That is yeah. where it is now. Wait, now. Yes, according to an old legend and tale, the heart of Anima used to be much closer to the Gatan Desert, uh, currently where the uh, the Elvish Kingdom is right now. It's a. Uh, it's really close to here. Uh, it used to be in that location. There was a great battle with the spirits, and it got it got thrown and moved. Uh, but the reason it is that is relevant that it used to be closer is that every single grain of sand you see here in the desert, it used to be so close to this heart of anima, that over those years, all the sand uh, absorbed the ma- this magic. And so now, the desert itself provides this magic. And so that is how the Usra were able to create such a great empire, is they harnessed the magic of the sand to build great monuments and cities like the arch, and like uh, the dungeon you are seeking after. They harness this magic, and those who know how to wield it essentially have unlimited magic as long as they are using the sand. Wow. Now, this is where the Azamites are on the other side of this coin. They refuse to use the sand itself, and only f- magic from within themselves. This is what causes them to become such evil people and and have such darkness because they drain themselves of their own anima and become uh, such monsters and that's, that's how the corruption happens that's how the corruption happens yes I think Very good. shoot I think okay. Jonathan like turns and looks at the spot in Grog's vest that he's holding the the bottle of better true blue yeah yeah and I think he's trying I think he's like starting to connect the dots that like maybe the bottle that holds the true blue was made with des- like sand from the Gatan Desert. Ooh. Fucking what? And that maybe if they wanted to get more, they would need some sand from the desert. That because like I, he has absolutely no idea how the bottle works and doesn't turn blue. But mm-hmm. like this is the the first clue he's had as to oh how that God, might happen. That's such a good idea. Also, Jamie, I need to follow my rule. Yep. Do you want the glass animal you found to be a sand drake? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking dope. It's a yeah. sand drake, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh boy. We had to, I remind I told myself every time we found an animal. And so she she continues to say the desert itself is 
a vastly magical place. I am surprised you have not encountered its many wonders and, and mirages and spectacles. But maybe the path you have taken has been intentionally clear and safe. Ooh. I sure hope so. I think Jonathan's a little bit bummed about that. That they haven't, like, bumped into more of this crazy stuff. But he also has the thought that, like, maybe there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's keeping us safe is what it's doing. Like, hmm. how did the Heart of Magic move? Is it a, is it an item? Is it? Oh, I can, I know, I can help a little bit on that one. Okay. I, I've, I've seen it myself. Oh, you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. It used to be. Only one time we took a, kind of like a pilgrimage to the city. Uh, but it's, it's a giant, just huge crystal okay um, i mean it's not like a, a rock but that's just the best word i could use to describe it it's a big crystal so i guess that makes sense that all these little crystals and he points to the sand well, i guess there's not really any sand he, he went to point to the sand and realized there's none at the ground because it's <laughs> but that they would be able to destroy it i guess that makes wow. that makes sense as far as how it moved it's not known for sure it is comes down to legends and, and stories that you hear, fables and myths. Uh, I think uh, you, your your people. She she points to you, to you, Rainer. Your religion of the writer, the writer. The writer. Yeah. You have um, scribes. Yes, these travel people who travel and, and write down stories. Yeah, yeah. That's they would know. They would know. They have these stories. Huh. I I do not. I could tell you the. The tale I was told as a as a child, but I... I think Eloise pipes up and goes, he never went to library. <laughs> Damn it. I, th- I, think every, I think all the oh people from Glenwood are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, so he, he does not read? He never went to Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Have we established, can Raider read? Yeah, he can read. Uh, yes. Okay. We, I, we, I will say this. In, in Glenwood, even though it is medieval, most people can yeah. read. Yeah, I um, think just it's like a tenant of their religion. If we yeah. said Literally. most people... Like, if you're, a, yeah. if you're illiterate, you have to be, like, really trying to not yeah. be taught how to read. I mean, my justification was, if we're going to say he can't read, that fucks up a lot of things no, we've sure, done. Because yeah. Rainer he's, he's has written be able to letters read. to people. <laughs> he can write. You just can't read what you wrote. <laughs> Is a, real, a lot real, of grammar. Is this right? I hope so. Well, here we, I'll put it down. People seem to understand what I'm saying. I guess. Get the general thought across. All right, you know what? For canon's sake, yeah. Rainer learned how to write before he could read. Okay. I dig it. What the fuck does that <coughs> mean? I don't know. But his first three years of schooling. I mean, there's... how to write before he could read. I mean, there's babies that can walk before they can crawl. So, like, I there's people guess... who flip steps around. I guess maybe it's more like you knew what the symbols were, but you couldn't, like, pronounce them. Like, okay. you, couldn't know, you didn't know how to... I don't know. This is... I'm trying to follow no, our it rules. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Okay. Any any other conversations you was, want to have with the Keeper? Was there, a, was there a tidbit in there that suggested there's an elven kingdom in the in the Gatan Desert? Yeah. Because that sounds no, it's, awesome. Uh, it's, next, it's right next to it. Wow. Okay. It's so it's part of Tarif. No. It's not part of Tarif. The elven kingdom neighbors Tarif. Oh, okay. It's on the right. border. Like, the, I, th- I feel like the conversation at dinner probably, like, dumbs down to, like, murmuring people having mm-hmm. their own side conversations. And Eloise turns to the keeper and says, So, 
I don't know if I I don't know if I mentioned outright, but my personal goal is to save my sister, mm. who is a noble goal, and she she is currently imprisoned in my place, and even though I've surrounded myself with people who can help me and protect me, I feel as though I'm not doing enough, and. I didn't know if maybe there was something you or something one of your people could teach me or show me that might make me more. I think I think the the keeper she she catches this mm. that she's she's not able to find the word and she puts her hand on Eloise's shoulder and she says, "You have a noble mission, not only to save someone else but to save your sister of all people. That is." the most important person in your life and you are the leader of this group and I as a as a leader I understand at times we can feel like we are not worthy of the position we have been given that maybe this is you know someone will discover who we really are and they will not want us to be in charge that they will find our our flaws or our inadequacies or our weakness and they will see through this this ruse that we have been putting up. I think Eloise is really starting to feel maybe sheepish that she like so quickly accepted this role of like leader in the group. <laughs> the keeper continues, but this is how everyone feels, I have learned. Whether you are empress or keeper or business leader or just eldest child, everyone feels like they are pretending. And once you understand that, you realize that... We are who we are, and you have gifts. You have many talents. I do not know you well, but I know that you are capable. I know that you are. You hold yourself strong. You hold yourself high. Tell you tell me, what is it that you can do? Um, I mean, I can do this, and I think she like takes out her flute and yeah. starts playing. Yeah, roll music. Oh man. Uh, that's a 21, soft 21. Mm. What song does she play? Uh, I think she plays something, something happy, something, mm-hmm. something bubbly and flowing. I don't know, I always imagine Eloise's songs being, like, more of a jig than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, something she can dance to while she plays. Mm-hmm. Um, does she? Yes. Cool. She's the fucking Lindsay Sterling of... Oh, <laughs> yeah! I love it! <laughs> flouting. And so she does. She plays this, like, jovial tune... And maybe, like, dances around the table a little bit mm-hmm. before, like, coming back and sitting down next to the keeper. I think... I'm glad you rolled high, because that made it Lindsay Sterling. If you rolled low, it would have been Anchorman. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. The jazz uh, I think um, <laughs> after the song finishes, the keeper nods her head and, and claps politely, and the rest of her group then claps as soon as she does it. And, she and says, Eloise definitely blushes. And the keeper says, thank you for sharing that part of yourself with us. I wish I had a gift like that. I I am not good with creating music or of entertaining a group or bringing smiles. Most people, they smile when I enter a room, but I know it is because of my position. (laughs) So you have a wonderful gift. I don't see how it helps me to save my sister. Keeper has to think about it, and she goes, I don't either. But... Time will tell. Now, tell me something about you that 
your group that you lead does not even know. And I, I do not ask because I like gossip or, or just <laughs> hearing secrets, but I say this because sometimes we need to spend time getting to know who we are first. We pretend to be people for others and we put on these masks and these sh- charades and we tell ourselves that is who we are. I am the leader. I am the person who plays the flute. And that is all I am. But we are more than that. We are all much more than that. And sometimes we need to think really hard about who we really are. And so tell us. Tell us another thing. Um, when I was really little, I, I fell, I fell into some tar and it wasn't like I wasn't stuck, but it got everywhere. And when I got home, my dad told me that the only way to get rid of it was to cut it out. And so my new dress got thrown away. And I had to shave all my hair off. And it was probably one of the worst, worst few months of my life. I got made fun of a lot. Got called a boy a lot. And that hurt. That is a big insult. I know. (laughs) I I didn't get it at first, but like... (laughs) As it grew back, I really started to fall in love with my hair regardless of what it looked like. I mean, at first it was, it was short and I could wear scarves with it or even shave some parts to be even shorter to give it pattern. And then as it got longer, I started to braid it. And then as it got down to my shoulders, I could put it into a ponytail. And I, I started really noticing my hair more so than I ever had before. And that was probably when I made that so much of how I show myself to other people because it was the thing that made me really look at myself but I don't think I've told anybody that in a long time because I don't like talking about being bald (laughs) thank you now I feel like I have come to understand more about you I think the keeper she turns to one of her uh, assistants on the side and says, Then let me present you with a gift, if I may, since you express yourself through your hair, and it is very lovely. Oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> then let me present you with a way that you can communicate your confidence through your hair. She hands you a, a glass decorative comb um, that has a, a blossom uh, on the other end, and she says, uh, This is... Uh, a great Terevian symbol. Uh, you may keep it. It is, your, it is yours. She very gingerly accepts the comb. And I think she like holds it for a second. And like maybe tears up a little bit. And says, thank you. And like puts it in her hair immediately. Because like otherwise she'd drop it. But she like makes sure it's in there. Mm-hmm. God, this is awesome. I like her way more than the other royalty I've met. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Gore goes... <clears throat> May we have your attention, please? Oh my you god. Jonathan's like, oh, we're doing this now? We're doing uh, this no, now. I know, your keeperness. Have you ever wished... Wait, Jonathan. <laughs> have you ever oh. wished that the things you owned were better? 
<laughs> Never has there been a more, like, extreme moment of just a mood and ruining the mood. I, I, think, I think that is Grog's specialty. I think, I think <laughs> Eloise is, like, chuckling a little bit as she's, like, wiping, like, tears out of her eyes. Because she knows we, what's coming. Then have we got a product for you? I think Jonathan and Grog go into their... Going to their spiel, and he's like, like waving for Abiel to like translate for everyone. Uh, Abiel, Abiel translates, and he's like trying to keep up. The keeper, she, you can tell that she's kind of annoyed that this moment was interrupted, but she listens politely to the conversation, and then at one point she holds up her hand and goes, "Stop." We have no need for blue. Oh, because like they've already kind of like they've like demonstrated and like shown. Like, oh bam, yeah, bam, 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 and Grog goes. Okay. You have no need for the color blue. I see this. You have you have lovely reds and yellows. And he's like, Nudge uh-huh. and Jonathan, like, help me out here, man. <laughs> Gonna lose the big sale. Uh, but this is not just blue. No, no. It really is, though. That's the problem. <laughs> it's better than that. It is. It is a one-of-a-kind uh, piece of... One-of-a-kind. Something, anything, it can be anything, but no one else in the world can have it or change it. It is, it will be forever unique. Forever this color. You can't change it. Perma blue. Uh, for example, and I think he takes like, maybe it was like a cup or something, like they turn mm-hmm. blue and he like runs over to the foot washing station mm-hmm. and like dunks it in a few right. times and like rubs it like, <laughs> and it's like still blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, I do need to clarify something. The cups are made of glass. Yes. From the sand. Ooh. Do we want to say that it turned to blue? Wait, shit. Oh, <coughs> shit. Well, maybe it's not Maybe it's not just the material. Maybe it's also a process. Because I think if yeah. we, we're going to say yeah, 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 anything... Yeah, because can't turn anything from the glass from sand. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot. So yeah, he can turn it back. Yeah. So there's something else to the process. We need more than that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't come off. And the members of the, the entourage are impressed. And maybe he, like, holds it up, like, off, yeah. in front of, like, a lamp or something and, like, mm-hmm. turns it in the light and mm-hmm. it, like... Reflects off or refracts off into the room in like different glass. Like, I mean, everyone's looked at a glass through light, you know what it looks like. Mm, yeah. And the keeper, she's had the same like face, same emotion. And I'm gonna need Jonathan to roll persuasion oh on boy. this. On this. this is the sale. Okay, okay. Uh, this is seven. Oh, we are here in the desert. We are hunting. We have our hunting tools. She gestures to the rack of spears. We have our survival needs, she gestures to the food. We have our luxury goods, and she gestures <laughs> to the comfortable chairs. But we have no need for them to be uh, better. And I think I think Jonathan knows that like this is this is it. And he like bows respectfully and like pulls Grog to like sit down again. He's mm-hmm. like, Ah, we got we got that's it, buddy. She she turns to Eloise and says how often do your team try to sell people on a color? Every every chance they get, almost compulsively, every person we meet. Hmm. I am understanding your position. <laughs> if I were you, I would respectfully take the uh, truest blue and have that be under your possession. Oh, shit. Uh, I think um, Eloise looks over at Grog and like wide-eyed and like smiling <laughs> and just kind of like looks at him for a second and like holds out her hand. And, and Grog takes the bottle and he's like, almost like, 
<laughs> when he does it, when he like, you can see that in his eyes. He's like, no. Yeah. And then, and then yep. Eloise snaps and like her, she she gets really stern and like flicks her eyes like over to the keeper. And the Wait, ke- Eloise snaps? Yeah, yeah, Eloise snaps, and she's still looking at Grog, but she keeps flicking her eyes like back and forth between the keeper and Grog. Okay. If you want Grog to give you the true blue, that will cost a friendship point. Oh, I've got to do it. Wow. Got to do it. He sees oh, the situation, and he sees kind of how this has been going on. And he whispers over, like, very quietly, he's like, But you're gonna, you'll give it back, right? <laughs> she just keeps smiling and oh just takes goodness. it and, like, sets it in her lap and just sits with it. This is uncomfortable. And, and he, he just has this, he, he tries to force a smile on his face and his tusks, you know, But he's an up orc, and, so, like, forcing yeah, anything. It doesn't look good. He's <laughs> like, and so the, the rest of the night continues well, and Eloise and the Keeper continue to have some pleasant conversations, and I'm sure the rest of the guys are just kind of like, so, uh... <laughs> I think Jonathan's like, man, we gotta be better. We gotta be better at pitching to the people what who if, got money. Yeah. I think we need to find someone who, like, blue is, like, their signet color. And then then we can just be like, yo, you're, we'll make your whole castle blue, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Like, boom, bam. I mean, we did... I'm just saying. We did we did find somebody who blue was like their color and then we did bad things to him. Well, I'm, I'm not remembering this part. Uh, the Omaris? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck those guys. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. But that was a different shade of blue. It would have worked out. It would have worked, um, worked out. Maybe. I'm just saying. Hold we... up. Time out, though. Oh, I'm, regretting, I'm regretting even thinking this. Heresy. Oh, God. What if when we find Sim... We try to... We turn him blue. <laughs> we branch out into different colors. Mm. I know. I know. I, I regret saying it. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about that earlier. But, but then we wouldn't have this problem. We could say, well, we can make it red better. Ooh. Red better, yellow better. Red better, better. yellow better. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I... I because I think, uh, the whole thing though is that it has to be blue though. Like well, blue we sh- I mean we should think on it. I mean we're not very far into our business Nothing venture. Think about it. We we can still change like we don't, we don't have to change our logo. We could just like add some more color. But I mean like uh, the blue can be like blue can be like the, the primary one. But then we have, I mean like, it is a primary one. But well, yeah, yeah good, good call. Yes, yes. Um, yes. but I, I mean I we'll think, think about we'll think about it. Yes, we'll think, we'll think about it. Yeah. Does Abiel have an opinion on the situation? <laughs> no. Abiel's like. Do you actually have uh, a business? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have bottle and logo. <laughs> uh, Don't call out our podcast like that, Nathan. <laughs> um, we have investors. Yeah, we have carts. Shit, we left the carts. Fuck. Uh, where we, where we did have, they leave the carts? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But we had carts. We had money. <laughs> we have the. We the, have money. A bill. We need to turn the money into a business. Is what we're doing. Maybe we should find somebody whose job it is to make our product sound appealing to other people. Oh, that's your job. That's all you do, Jonathan. I don't know anymore. I thought I knew. Uh, Maybe I need some teaching on how to market our product better. (laughs) We need a market. I should have talked to Market Mark more. (laughs) We all talked to Ajax. He knows what he's doing. Good plan, good plan, good plan. I mean, he sold us this stuff. That's true. Oh, my God. So anyway, you continue the rest of the, the night and you are obviously sleep in the tent. 
uh, I think part of the conversation is the next day as, as everything is wrapping up, you you know share maps and kind of show where you've been going. And the keeper, she points out, she's kind of able to like help you figure out, okay, this is the spot you need to go. And you know, you're definitely very close. You're all, you know, maybe six days away. Okay. Um, depending upon the paces okay. you, you go at. So that's like two sets of pace setting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, she also gives you some food to go with you on your travels and, and water. So you're able to not have to worry about running out of, of that stuff. Yes. Uh, and her and her entourage load up the tent back on their sand drakes, which have just been kind of chilling outside in the dunes. Um, is there any parting things that people need to say? If I may do a keeper, like can I control the keeper for like two seconds? Okay. <laughs> N- not speaking, but like, because I think, I think she's probably standing where the tent was as it's being like packed up mm-hmm. and she's holding the blue, she's holding the better cup and she's kind of turning it over, like not really, like not really looking at it. She's just kind of ha- like has this no expression on her face. And she dissolves it into sand. And as it runs through her fingers, it's still blue. Ooh, okay, And so there's okay. this, like, puddle of blue sand on the floor. And she kind of cocks her head. And she gestures. And the blue sand whips up and into her palm. And it is, like, a small little chain of, like, blue glass crystals. And she, like, as Eloise is leaving, she, like, hooks it like right above her forehead so it's like hanging down in between her eyes just as like a decoration and like doesn't say anything and like continues looking at the group as they're leaving so she hooks it on Eloise's forehead yeah so Eloise Mm -hmm. has this like small little like string of of blue crystals like hanging Mm -hmm. on her forehead cool okay and so uh, I think think Rainer would say one thing quick to um, to the keeper and that would just be I think before they leave he would approach her and he would say thank you thank you for your hospitality your generosity but most of all, thank you for your kind words to my friend. And the reason that's really hitting him is because, obviously, it's partially because he still feels shitty about not really being able to help Eloise anymore. But it's also because everything she said about, like, feeling like a pretender and feeling like you're not good enough is pretty spot on for how he feels about being the hero instead of leading. And that's been, like, that's been all I can think about basically this whole night and day. So he doesn't say all that shit out loud, but he does say mm-hmm. thank you for thank you for what you said to her. And I think Eloise like throws her arms around the keeper. Aww, and probably man. probably an un like an un unreturned um <laughs> it is the hug is not mutual <laughs> yes um so like it, definitely it, some of the entourage like gets yes. like grabs the spear for that happens <laughs> yeah the spear's ready and then the do, keeper holds up her hand do you guys not do hugs is that not no she pauses okay. all right and she the hug ends and she scoot <laughs> not scoots you but like places you both next to each other and says to the two of you and says thank you for your assistance in protecting my city in in my absence Sansir has expressed his gratitude in his notes to me. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how everything went down every detail, <laughs> but I know that my city is standing, Sansir is alive, and that he received assistance that he believes came from a higher power. And so I am assuming he is referring to you two. Does Eloise get to keep the robes, like the nice clothes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And she says, I wish you uh, safe travels towards the Oasis. I myself 
will be intrigued to see the, what the reaction will be towards your entrance. I know that the possession or lack of shadows in that place is not as explored as, as other cities. So I'm, I think it's just now hitting Jonathan that they're going to the City of Light, the home of Sim and with no shadow. So I'm unsure whether they will be ecstatic you know, I hadn't or, that. or repulsed by it. So this will be a report I am eager to... Well, I won't get it, but I will I will be looking for it. I will be trying to hear what happened. Please travel safely. There are Azamites and uh, giant scorpions in the area, so please be safe. Uh, but I do hope that the the wonder of the Gatan Desert finds you instead of the danger. There are some quite beautiful scenes that I have seen in my travels. Um, where are the Sandrakes? What are they doing? They're kind of mounting up. Um, so the keeper, she's kind of the last one to mount. Otherwise, they're about to ride away. Okay. Eloise, like, quickly, like... Well, not quickly, but she, like, walks over to one of the Sandrakes... And, like, puts a hand out, like, towards it to, like, mm. touch it. And I think she's waiting for, like, something, like, it to react. Like, she's ready to turn tail and run. Does she touch it? Is she touching it? Um, if, yeah, she eventually does, like, put a hand on it. The Sandrakes, having seen your interaction with the Keeper, allow you to touch it. Its fur is not um, smooth. It's, it's, it's matted and pretty coarse. Mm. You could, you know, make some rope out of it pretty easily. Very thick. It was morbid. All right. Well, you can <laughs> shave stuff. animals. Yeah. That's, true, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's, that's a good that's point. How sheep work. That's how sheep and yak work. <laughs> it's, yeah. how, it's good for them. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Um, you lay your hand on the sand drake. You can feel the warmth. Um, yeah, I think I think she like pulls away from it and like turns like beaming still and kind of like skips away like in the direction that the the team is heading and she goes, mm-hmm. "I'm setting the pace." <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. And so the keeper and her entourage head back out into the desert and you continue on your journey knowing soon you will be reaching the oasis where the next leg of your story will begin. Hey Questies, it's me Nathan. You know me, you love me. That's just how it is. We're, we're best. We're basically besties now. We're basically besties, and you're, you're just gonna have to deal with that. Thank you so much for listening to episode twenty of season two, which is crazy to even say twenty episodes already in the second season. Uh, I thought I'd give you guys an update. Someone was asking me, "Is this the halfway point of the season?" And the truthful answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> we have not, you know, recorded the final episode. We don't have it all mapped out. But if I were to guess, I would say. Yes, um, we're probably shooting for it to be around 40 episodes. That felt good last season, so we'll probably do that again. And and just story-wise, it feels like we're you know about halfway through what, what, I, what we want to say in this season. So roughly, probably halfway through. We're definitely not close to the end. You know, Don't be expecting that anytime soon, so don't worry about that. In the meantime, before we get to 
even thinking about finale territory, you can show your support for the show by leaving those reviews, by hopping on the Facebook or Reddit communities, which again, I love seeing people engage with the memes and the questions and everything. They just bring life to my day and joy to my existence. Uh, you can also go onto our website, nathanstreck.wixsite.com slash nightsquest. Buy those stickers. Buy the music. If you want Jamie to release more music, which I want him to do as well, then you got to buy the first album so he knows that people are even interested in it. So go do that, and maybe that'll motivate him. And, and Jamie, when you're hearing this, I, I want I want another album. So get on, get on that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Please be, please do it, please. Uh, otherwise, um, you guys know what to do. Tell your friends about the show. Just spread that good, good word. Uh, we're not going to weekly yet, so sorry, not sorry. That means the next episode will be coming out in two weeks from now. I should have I should have pulled this up in the calendar sooner, but you get the general concept two weeks from today, which is the... Oh, shoot, that's Valentine's Day. Oh, snap. All right, well, the next the next Night's Quest episode comes out on Valentine's Day. Ooh, so y'all are going to be listening to it is what I'm hearing. Just kidding. I love you guys. Yeah, that's all I got to say. You guys are the best. We love you. You're the best fans ever. And keep keep being awesome. May your place in his story be long. And here's all the times that we tried to name the Sandrake. Yay. <laughs> we could call them Burroughs. Okay. Hmm. We're getting okay. there. That's, I don't. I don't like that. Getting there. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. I one. want them to have kind of more like, not Miss Walker, but like more of that kind Hump of like cat. A sand waker or something. Uh, I'm not that, but like along that kind sand of sand shimmer, sneaks, sand sneak. Or they could just be called bearded snakes, bearded serpents, dune serpents, dune marcher, dune crawler, uh, dune slider, dune hunter. Hump cat is still my favorite. Hump cat. <laughs> Shall we go humpcatting? <laughs> Sand hunter. Right? Sun hunter. But like Sun Humper. The Hump Hunter. Mm. Prowler. Snake. Serpent. Slither. In. Slytherin. Banana. Snake. <laughs> camel. Awkward. Ugly. Loud. Toe. Hump camel toe. Fuck shit. Nope. <laughs> Bearded hunter. Rainmaker. Did we say Dune Crawler? Let's just call them like a real thing that doesn't exist in this world. Yeah, these are dumb. It's a cheetah. That's a mosquito. <laughs> it's a, oh. They could Damn. have cheetah print though. Super fancy and call them drakes instead of dragons. Sandrakes. I like Sandrake. Sandrake. It sounds like Mandrake, which is kind of cool. Which, I like that. Sandrake. Yeah, I like Sandrake. Ooh, Sandrake. Okay. 